Welcome in to the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com for Saturday, June the 5th at Belmont Park in New York. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We're going to take a look at the late pick four, which is four grade ones, and uh, talk a little bit about some of the other races too on a fantastic Saturday Belmont Stakes Day card in New York. And Jim, let's jump into the eighth race, the grade one just a game. Uh, this is the biggest field, I think, or co-biggest field in the uh, late pick four sequence. Turf races drew uh, a lot of entries. The dirt races were a little thin, but still very high quality. Anyway, just to get... Yeah, they've had a lot of rain up there at Belmont on Thursday and going into Friday, but we do think that uh, the, the Saturday is going to be fine, and so the turf course should be in good shape. I had a hard time with this one. I, there's, there's a lot of elements to this race that... Are, are just make handicapping uh, such a puzzle. I like a couple of horses that here, but um, as we uh, record this, we found out that Iret Ortiz Jr. will not be riding on Belmont Day. That affects a lot of these choices in here because I've got him included in every in every race in the pick four, and he's he's my top choice in a couple races. So it's going to depend on who they get to ride these horses, and that's always a negative when you've got a a, a great jockey that's used to these. So. Um, Pocket square for Chad Brown and Ira Ortiz was very impressive at Kingland. Uh, Chad is just going to Chad's barn now. And uh, so that was going to be my top pick in here. But with it read off, I, I can probably go some other directions. I like Zofel for Brendan Walsh on the inside. I like Sweet By and By for Sassy Joseph. Uh, I like the, the two horses coming from overseas trained by Charles Appleby, uh, the eight, Alfika, and Summer Romance. And they get Mike Smith and Louis Saez. Tama here for Chad Brown, the 10 horse. Uh, even the horses on the outside blowout for, for Pratt, who won a race on the turf yesterday at uh, uh, at Belmont. And then uh, New York Girl for Bill Mott and Alvarado. So when we get to pick four, this is where I'm going to go really, really deep. Um, Pocket Square was my very lukewarm pick. But I may go with, uh, at a price, Zofell on the inside. I think this horse is coming into her own at the right time. I thought the Distaff Turf Mile on Derby Day was the perfect prep for this. Got beat a half a length by New York Girl in Blowout and just got just got nailed. And she's getting better every race. And I think Zofell is going to be a price. I think Sweet Buying Buy is going to be a price. I really had a hard time narrowing this down, as you can tell. But uh, Zofell would be my very, very, very lukewarm win pick. I um, found this to be a very tough handicapping challenge and ended up wanting to narrow down. And I ended up uh, kind of just tossing the uh, the race at Churchill on Derby weekend with uh, Zofell and Blowout and New York Girl, and just uh, I didn't end up using any of those. I have a couple of Chad Browns on top that I like. Tama Hare is the first one. I don't think he liked the yielding turf at Keeneland, but he won at Belmont in his uh, or in her U.S. debut. Uh, also a mile specialist, which is a help. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, wet turf there, but not all, always the same. It's a different, you know, type of, of turf course at Keeneland. So I'm going to take a shot get a little bit of a price, I think, with Tama Hare. But the fact that it's still uh, going to be less than firm uh, makes me a little less confident. Uh, Pocket Square really impressed me in her win at Keeneland. Won very, very easily. Chad had a horse named Antino uh, a few years back that... Uh, was an impressive allowance winner at Keeneland, and then went in and won this race. A much improved, a 90 and an 87 buyer, a sharp local work. And Giroux coming back in the saddle is uh, noteworthy because he rode this horse.
overseas. And I think um, merits a lot of respect here. And then uh, I'm going to also add Regal Glory. It's a grade two winner. Uh, I really would probably be pretty comfortable sticking with the top three, but I'm going to add one more. And the thing is, if I, uh, at that point, after those first three, I could add almost the rest of the field. So um, I'm going to go four deep in here and lean slightly to Tamahair on top. Grade one met mile, only drew six, but it's a, a really well-matched group. I couldn't get past Nick's go. Just look at the workout pattern, uh, what I've heard from, from Brad Cox. Grade one pick four ticket, but Folsom's the win pick for me in the Matt win. How about you? I was between Folsom and Helium, and I settled on Helium simply because um, the owners probably got derby fever. He was undefeated going to the derby, but he had already only won on the poly track at Woodbine and then won the Tampa Bay Derby at 15-1. to 1. So Out of the picture. And then the other one I like in here, I'm just going to go too deep, is Dr. Post. I like that comeback race. The uh, 104 buyer was uh, far and away at time best. And uh, Pletcher Horses, when, when they get good, uh, he can uh, strike while the iron's hot as well as anybody. And so I think Dr. Post having a, a nice win, a nice prep win at Belmont for this could be very uh, dangerous in here too. So those are my two for the Met Mile. How about you? Well, I've got one that you've got, but I've got another direction on my second horse. Nick's go is going to be the favorite in here, and deservedly so. Uh, I mean, the, the Saudi Arabia Cup, that was a big step uh, up for him, trying to go a mile and an eighth, and didn't uh, didn't fire over there. And, um, but he comes back here to uh, what is a good distance for him, and he's training lights out, and he's, Brad Cox and Joel Rosario, all kinds of reasons to go for Nick's goal. But I also included Mischievous Alex. Off that last race, the Carter Handicap at Aqueduct was an outstanding race. Tells me that he won't have any trouble stretching out to a mile at this point in his career. He couldn't do it earlier. Um, But right now, that 109 buyer just jumps off the page. Now, the other question mark is who's going to ride him? Red Ortiz is named. He's not going to ride on Saturday. But... um, uh, with only he's got a lot of choices in here. There, there's only <laughs> a couple of, of leading jocks in here. So Saez is available. Um, you know some other horses. Some other, Carmouche has ridden this horse before, and, and Carmouche is a great rider at Belmont. So mischievous Alex is going to be my second horse in here, just in case Nick's go does not fire. Uh, Silver State looked awfully good in the Oakland handicap. Uh, wore down the, the leaders and comes from out of it. Um, I just don't think there's enough contentious pace in here. It looks like to me Nick Sko is going to get a fairly easy lead here, and if he's right, he's going to win it. But Mischievous Alex and Dr. Post both have a shot. I'm going to go with Mischievous Alex for my second horse. Takes us to the grade one Manhattan at a mile and a quarter on the turf for four-year-olds and up. It's a rematch of the uh, turf race that preceded the Derby when Colonel Liam and domestic spending dead-heated for the win. Uh, they're back here along with some other strong com- uh, challengers. Who do you like? Well, you've got to use both those two. I mean, they, they came to the wire together. Uh, Colonel Liam is, is in great form, has won four in a row now. And domestic spending just just gutted it out there. And that was the first time Pratt had ridden this horse. And I think, obviously, he fit him well at Churchill. And there's no reason to say that he won't at Belmont. So domestic spending and Colonel Liam, and, and you can't between them so you got to use both of them to pick four uh i might go a little bit with domestic spending because of flavian pratt and colonel liam again i read ortiz is named to ride so you don't know who's going to ride the horse and ortiz has ridden him all four of his wins 
Most of them used Guffo for Christophe Clement. Uh, almost got up for the, in the Man of War. Just couldn't couldn't get by Channel Cat, but that sets him up well. He's got a race over the track. He's won at Belmont before. Uh, might he's going to get a you're going to get a little bit of price in here because you got other contenders that are going to get a piece of a masterpiece for Chad Brown uh, off that allowance win at Keeneland. Uh, Rock Emperor for Chad Brown, uh, Channel Cat who beat. Uh, Gufo last time out uh, in the Man of War. But uh, very contentious race. I can see going really deep here, but I think the top two are a little bit above the rest, and I'm going to go with Gufo for the third possibly price play. I ended up taking Gufo on top just to try to catch a little bit of a price in here. Um, don't think he's much below the top two. Uh, just a nose away from being two for two on the Belmont turf. And I like the fact that uh, the four-year-old debut buyer was his lifetime best, albeit by a small margin, but still uh, shows maybe that he's going to improve a little bit into his four-year-old year. So I'm going to take him to try to uh, get the perfectly timed ride to win this. Um, Colonel Liam and domestic spending are the other two I'm going to use. Um, not going to go real, real deep in, in any spot here. I think these are – I don't want to have some back class. Uh, so if he can – uh, move up with the new barn. He could be there. And then Ramsey's solution I'm going to use just off the two-for-two two record at Churchill. So I'm going five deep when we get to the pick four. But I like set piece on top. How about you? Well, you're obviously not out of money like I am, but um, I almost single set piece in here. Once around that big oval at Belmont, and I changed my mind two or three times before I finally settled on Rock Your World. And when I watched the Derby, I will say that um, I rewatched the Derby and uh, saw that uh, Known Agenda had a, a little more subtle trouble than uh, was talked about and got stopped, I think, uh, actually a couple of times coming down the stretch the first time and then going into the turn uh, before the stretch. And I thought, okay, this with Pletcher and everything, this is my Belmont horse. And um, But losing a, a Rad Ortiz certainly is uh, noteworthy on this one. And then... I just kind of think he's going to be second or third and not win. Um, so I ended up going to Rock Your World. And there were several reasons. You know, he, he certainly could be the controlling speed. That's nice. But he's a big horse, a long striding horse. So I think he'll, he'll like the way the configuration of the track is there with those bigger turns. Not a great gate horse, but it's not a big, as big a deal in a small field in a mile and a half race. So if he does break a, a step slow, Rosario can still get him up there and get position, which he wasn't able to do in the Derby. He is trained by John Sadler and owned by California Connections. Sadler's based in California. There's the affirmed next week. It's only 100,000, but it's three-year-olds at a mile and the 16th at Santa Anita. It'd be like shooting fish in a barrel for this horse. I mean, it's it's would be easy confidence booster to get him back on track after that uh, rough run in the Derby. So if smart people choose not to take that option and decide to go bolder and ship their horse all the way back across the country, I'm going to take that as a sign of confidence and uh, lean on Rock Your World. I like the pace scenario for him, and um, I just think he's he's going to fit the condition, not the conditions, but the, the type of track it, that it is. I think he's going to be a good fit for that. So I'm going to take Rock Your World over known agenda, essential quality, uh, I, I think is uh, certainly capable of, of bouncing back here. Um, 
I heard Ron Anderson, who's the uh, agent for jockeys Joel Rosario and Johnny Velasquez, say he thought that it was essential qualities race to lose. But I just see the horses as uh, these top contenders as all pretty evenly matched. And so I'm going to um, take the one that's going to be, I think, the higher, either the highest or second to the highest price. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie I'm going to use as well. And uh, I didn't have Ron Bauer listed. I think I'm going to go ahead and throw in Ron Bauer as well, just in case I'm alive in the pick four. I'd hate for the Preakness winner, who was an impressive winner, to, to beat me out of a pick four. So I'm going to throw that one in as well and go five deep in the Belmont. Uh, how do you see the Belmont? I'm only going three deep here. Um, I'm not going to use Rock, Rock, Rock Your World, although you make good points about shipping across country. Um, I'm going to use the three horses. Uh, that have been the most consistent in the two races uh, with a slight nod to Hot Rod Charlie. And my thinking there is, um, from a personal standpoint, I'd rather see Essential Quality or Rombauer win because we need the Bluegrass horses to win another grade one to get that back to a grade one. And I think either one of them can win. I think Rombauer's got bounce written all over him. I think he, he jumped up from an 84 to 88 buyer to a 102 in the Preakness. Um, and, you know, he did have trouble in the bluegrass, so he was sitting on a big race that day. He just didn't get a chance to run. So I'm hoping that McCarthy's got him in, in top form and keeps him in top form. But it's only been three weeks since that big effort is Preakness, so I, I think that this may be a little bit much to ask for him. But, again, I'm going to use him just like you said. You don't want the Preakness winner to knock you out of a pick four. But Hot Rod Charlie has gotten progressively better on the on the buyer scale. He skipped the Preakness, as did Essential Quality. Uh, should be well-rested. Fabian Pratt uh, rode him very well in the Kentucky Derby. Only got beat a length uh, through a lot of traffic. He has beaten uh, Mandaloon, who is going to be the winner of the Derby. Uh, he he has just finished right behind Essential Quality in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile last year. So he's right there with them, and he's going to be a little bit better priced than Essential Quality, I think. And so Hot Rod Charlie's going to be my pick. I think this is a year where three different winners are going to win the three different, uh, the three triple crown races. I don't think Ron Bauer is that much better than these horses. It'll be hard for me to see that he's going to win a second crown of the triple, triple jewel, the second jewel of the triple crown. Um, so those three, I'm going to stick with them. Essential Quality, Ron Bauer, and Hot Rod Charlie with two, three, four. Uh, one thing I will add uh, on the Keeneland angle, uh, if uh, we don't get one of the Bluegrass horses, maybe we'll get another Keeneland sales grant. I saw a stat where nine of the last 15 Belmont winners have come out of the Keeneland sale. <laughs> so my horse at we'll least does that. that. Rock your world. That's right. We'll take that as well. Uh, a lot of Keeneland horses in here. So, yeah. Uh, well, let's get to our pick four tickets. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the preceding race, which starts the pick five. Who do you like in the pick four? All right. So... Uh, as you know, when I when I like half the horses in the field, I go go ahead and go all. So in that in the Longines just a game, I'm gonna go all. Uh, I couldn't narrow it down past six horses, so I'm gonna hit the all button. Gonna be a little more expensive ticket, but you spend more on Belmont Day anyway. Um, in the in the Met Mile, I'm gonna stick with two, the one six mischievous Alex and Mixed Go. Uh, in the Resorts World Casino Manhattan, I'm gonna stick with three horses, the four nine ten. Uh, and that's domestic spending, uh, Gufo and Colonel Liam. And then in the Belmont Stakes, two, three, four, essential quality, Ron Bauer and Hot Rod Charlie. So I'm going to roll all my dice in the first race, thinking we're going to get a price there. 
uh, and then go fairly chalky in the next three legs. And that's the way I'm going to structure my pick four ticket. So all with one six, with four nine ten, with two three four. And if everybody goes in the uh, launching just a game, that would be a hundred eight dollar ticket. I'm going to go four deep in the first leg, four six nine ten, and I would say you could leave out Regal Glory if you want to save some money on on this ticket. Uh, two six in the next leg, the Met Mile, four nine ten in the Manhattan, and two three four six seven in the Belmont for a sixty dollar ticket. And as I said, if you think it's not going to pay a lot and you want to trim it, uh, take Regal Glory off off the first leg and just stick with the uh, other three. And the pick five starts with another grade one. It's the Phipps. Lost a little luster on uh, Friday when uh, Swiss Skydiver was declared out. I uh, saw on Twitter Kenny McPeak said it's a fever. Kenny's had some tough luck this spring with losing uh, King Fury, right, as they were getting ready to run the Derby, and now losing uh, Swiss Skydiver here. Was really looking forward to uh, this race. And then you've got Valiance out uh, also there for Todd Pletcher. Of course, it was second in the uh, Spinster at Keeneland the last time she ran. So it's still a, a nice race, but you're down to five horses. And um, I liked a, a bit of a price in there, Bonnie South a little bit, but uh, these two defections are going to hurt that price. Uh, but if you could get Bonnie South home, that would be a nice way to start the pick five. Yeah, and it, it's a, a, I think it's a three-horse race. I don't think Water White and Queen Nakia are, are True. in the top level. But with those three horses, Latruska, Latruska was so impressive last time out. I, I, I got on Twitter with, with some buddies of mine and had an argument. I, I didn't think there was any way she beats Monomore Girl. And then they come down the stretch and Monomore gets ahead, and I'm thinking, I've got this, I've got this. And Latruska came back and nosed her out in one of the most gutty performances I've ever seen a mayor do because Monomoy girl does not get past in a stretch. Uh, so the truce could be my pick in here. She dares devil's got a big shot for Brad um, uh, with two wins in a row uh, at Churchill and Oakland. And, and she beat Latruska in the Azari at Oakland, but then Latruska made another step up in the, uh, um, in the apple blossom. So and Bonnie South, as you talked about earlier, uh, Brad's been talking this Philly up and, um, you know that's what he did with Mandalay in the Derby. He talked he talked that one up uh, above his other horse, and uh, Essential Quality ran well, but Mandalay ran better. So uh, sometimes it's the other Brad Cox or the other Chad Brown that you got to look at. So I think if you're playing this race, you got to use all three of them uh, just in case Bonnie South wins a big one. It's just a great day of racing up in New York. So best of luck to everybody. Couple of reminders. Uh, first, you if you are near one of the OTB facilities in Kentucky, know that on Friday you can go out and bet the whole Saturday card at Belmont uh, through the advanced wagering system on Friday. Also, Belmont is doing several wagers, special wagers, tying Friday and Saturday races together. Doubles, I think there's a two-day pick six, a two-day pick four, so you may want to take a look at those as you're handicapping on Friday for some uh, good opportunities. If you have a strong opinion on Friday, play it into Saturday or, or vice versa. Best of luck wherever you're playing. And if you can't make it to the tracks for OTB wagering, then keep that Keeneland Select account full up because you'll have some great wagering opportunities coming your way this weekend. That's the End of the Money podcast from KeenelandSelect.com.